I am a treasure hunter for a living. I pay my mortgage by finding obscure used machines from all over the world and then finding people who want to buy sexy, ugly, high-tech equipment. The only way to do that is by interacting with customers in ways that create serendipity. Today I'm going to tell you how calling people on the phone, even when it seems like a long shot, can result in serendipity. If you approach talking to people with the right strategies, you have the potential to create tons of meaningful, significant, productive conversations. This is Swarfcast, the show that helps professionals in precision machining excel in their careers. I'm your host, Noah Graff. We get a lot of emails from people inquiring about machines they see online from Graf Pinkert, our used machine tool company. Sometimes it seems difficult to call everybody back. So rather than do nothing, I go to our nice automatic quoting system and send them a price, photos, and info. Then I hope they get back to me. They often never reply. I know many people who inquire are just researching the market and don't really need that machine they're asking about. Or maybe they see a price on a quote that's out of their budget and they dismiss the machine out of hand. Which is a pity, because we might have been willing to negotiate. And that's the end of the story. I didn't sell a machine. I didn't learn anything. I didn't make a new contact. And of course, no serendipity happened. It's quite common for us to get contacted by customers looking for machines we don't even have. Often, people see a used machinery ad sent to them from one of the machine tool advertising websites like Machinio, which does not always take old listings down right away after machines have been sold. It can sometimes be frustrating for customers when they contact us about machines we no longer have. I'd be frustrated too. But on the other hand, it's great. Those machines floating around online, both available and unavailable, for thousands of eyeballs to ogle, creates a treasure trove of serendipity. The funny thing is, very often people inquire about a specific machine they see online, and they aren't even interested in that machine in the first place. One time I had a guy contact us about a star, but he was just as interested in a Tornos Deco 10 we had in stock. Often, people don't even know what machine they want. They just click on something that they want to learn about. Wednesday, I got an inquiry from a customer who saw an old listing for an Eskimatic EC08 that we had sold two years ago. It's a powerful CNC coil-fed screw machine that's very rare. I wouldn't be shocked if there were less than five of that model in the United States. I wrote a good story about that machine in a previous blog, by the way. I looked at the inquiring customer's website, and I saw they had a lot of small Swiss machines in their shop. So I called them, even though I didn't have the EC08. A man answered, and I asked for the name that was signed on the email inquiry. But the guy on the phone told me the person was no longer at the company. We both thought that was kind of weird. I guess the person who sent the inquiry still uses his old company's email address and still likes to click on machines he wants to learn about. So just to summarize again, I called a company because they asked for a machine we didn't have. Then the person I asked for didn't even work there anymore. But sure enough, me and the guy who answered the phone ended up having a good conversation anyway. We talked about what machines they use and how business is going. Because I knew they ran a lot of small diameter work, I suggested they could be interested in Graf Pinkert's newest piece of inventory. A beautiful Sugami B0125 Type 3 Swiss CNC machine with a 12mm capacity. 
He told me to send a quote over. Will he buy this machine? There's a chance. Stranger things have happened. The big thing was that I called. We talked. Information came out. And I met someone interesting. If I had sent an email saying that we didn't have the machine, but asking if they wanted something else, they might have written something back. But that's unlikely. Another guy on Wednesday wrote us about that same Sugami Swiss machine I just mentioned. He asked for the price of the machine. Generally, when people just say they want a price, it sounds like they're doing research or window shopping. As a seller, that can be frustrating. But hey, I do it sometimes to other people. So I called him and left a message, figuring if he didn't call back, I would then email him a quote. Thursday morning, he called back and I gave him the price over the phone. I like telling the price to customers over the phone or in person rather than in an email or text because then I can try to gauge their interest from the initial reaction. The guy told me he wasn't just doing research and he had worked for the machine. When I told him the price, he said it was much too high. He also said he saw us buy the machine at a recent online auction, so he knew around what price we had paid. Then the conversation got more interesting. He told me he had just bought some list of cabinets at the same auction, and he had purchased three other Sugamis just like ours from the same shop a while back. Right now, our little Sugami is still sitting at the auction site. Getting the machine rigged and cleaned and drained and out of this factory has been a nightmare for Graf Pinkert's office manager, Kelly. The parties involved have been unresponsive, and the price estimates are crazy. Thousands of dollars to clean a machine. However, this guy I was talking to was experienced getting the machines out of the shop. He knew which people were trying to rip us off and which people were being unnecessarily difficult. He told us who to call to get the machine drained. He also told us we should make sure to ask about getting the machine's transformer that was hanging from the ceiling because the company had tried to leave it out when he took his machines. No phone call, no new knowledge, no serendipity. Phone call. Important things were happening. Okay, so I have advised people to make calls. Many people reading this or listening to this are probably saying, Of course you make calls. You're in sales. Tell me something I don't know. Okay, let's talk about making the calls. After you make the call, how do you go about it to get as much serendipity as possible? First, I like to prepare for the call ahead of time. I look up the company's website and I find out what machines they have because maybe they have some other machine they want to buy or sell other than the one I'm calling about. If I want to prepare even more, I look up the contact's name online and check out their LinkedIn profile. This way, I know if I'm talking to management or someone on the shop floor. Sometimes the guy on the shop floor is just as important or more than the management guy because they know what machines the company is using and not using. They also often know more about the equipment the company actually needs. So, after I have this info, I'm prepared to use one of my favorite serendipity tools to bring out some of the magic in the interaction. Serendipity hooks. I learned about serendipity hooks from my serendipity guru, Christian Bush, author of The Serendipity Mindset, The Art and Science of Finding Good Luck. He is the guy who inspired my whole serendipity obsession in the first place. If you want a great breakdown of many of this book's principles, listen to the podcast interview I did with him, episode 123. Back to serendipity hooks. Serendipity hooks are extra things you can insert into a conversation that bring out new game-changing information. Bush likes to bring up the example of meeting someone who asks you what you do for a living. Rather than say one thing like, I'm a machinery dealer, 
You say a bunch of things. For instance, I'm a machinery dealer and a journalist, and I have a podcast, and in my spare time, I love to salsa dance. But I don't dance that much anymore because I want to spend time with my wife and my amazing one-year-old boy, Abe. All of a sudden, in addition to talking about machinery dealing, we can talk about journalism and podcasts and dancing and kids, which I've been surprised to find that other people actually find interesting. So before I call a potential customer, I first look at what machines the company has on their website, and I also look back at our own records to see what we have sold them in the past. Last year, we did a nice deal in which we sold some Tornos SAS 16.6 multi-spindles to a longtime customer. We knew the customer also had Wickman multi-spindles that we had sold them in the past. One of the ways we were able to make the transaction more attractive for both parties was to take back one of their inch and three-quarter Wickmans in trade. Another serendipity hook we've been using lately is bringing up Graf Pinkert's new business of selling machining companies who are looking to buy or sell their firms. After I discuss the machines that people have contacted us about buying or selling, I say something like, One more thing. Just so you know, Graf Pinkert also helps machining companies buy and sell their businesses. Are you looking to expand your company through acquisition? After they say yes or no, I say, Do you know of some other company looking to buy or sell? Stuff often comes out. Usually it's people saying they'd like to expand. But sometimes I do find out about companies for sale. Not long ago, I was talking to a customer about purchasing one of their CNC lathes. Turned out they decided to keep it, but the call wasn't a total disappointment. I asked if he knew of any companies for sale, and he told me he did. Treasure. Or at least, potential treasure. So to sum it all up, emails are a consolation prize, not the first option. Call people. Visit people in person. Ask questions that can provoke information. Tell people interesting stuff about yourself that makes them bring up unexpected things. All of a sudden, your conversations become significant, educational, productive, and serendipitous. This was Seeking Serendipity. From today's machining world, this is Swarfcast. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to the show on your favorite app and give us a five-star rating and a review. And don't forget to tell your friends about it. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and todaysmachiningworld.com to join our mailing list, read episode summaries, and watch extended interview videos. I'm Noah Graff. My occasional co-host is Lloyd Graff. Our managing editor is Ridgely Dunn. Our audio engineer is Patricio Garcia. For information on advertising or to submit an idea for a future podcast, follow the contact information at todaysmachiningworld.com. Music